Five-hour tea with caffeine from green tea leaves. It's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors. With zero sugar and four calories, it fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go. To the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. Five-hour tea. Caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural sight. From the makers of Five-Hour Energy. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com. You're listening to The Three Pete Podcast with CD, Meech, and Chris. Kid Ocean. Wait, we're starting. <laughs> <laughs> I like immediately looked over. I was about to say, it's almost a given. Do you want to... Wait, do we start then? Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's going. Well, no, I can't say it because it's kind of awkward. Podcast. All right, there All right. we go. All right, somebody said it. I don't um, ever hear it, though, when I play it. I do. It was uh, in last week. I didn't it. was definitely it last in last week. week. He cut out the week before, though. So. I never hear it. Oh, I, I I just thought of that. I was like, dang, I, I actually never hear it. You I almost always hear it. You just go, podcast. Mm-hmm. And then me just laughing. A lot of times, sometimes, too, it gets mixed in below the um music. The music yeah. Um, so it's just like a, a whisper, and then you hear us giggle like schoolgirls. But I mean, um, anywho, the, the pod, the pod's here. So. Yeah. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Three P Podcast. I'm Demetrius Maris. You might know me as Meech. I'm joined today by Christopher Davis, CD. How's it going, buddy? What up? What up? Yep. And uh, Chris Hargrove. Chris. What's good? How's it be? hanging, buddy? It's good, man. How are you? Ah, pretty good, man. Um, so as most people know, uh, if you're listening to this, hopefully you're a football fan. Dum 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 dum. Dum dum I think it's Monday night, isn't it? I could imagine. I could imagine like Chris for Halloween one year dressing up as the Fox football robot. Like, oh my god! I thought you were gonna say like Boomer or like. No, you're gonna do that when you get older. Boomer? No, you're gonna wear like the the robot thing for Halloween. I like dress my kid up as a football. Like your like newborn child is gonna be football. Joe Buck. Cause that'd be bad. Jeez. All right. Uh, so obviously, NFL preseason starts. I think tomorrow night. Yes. I, the Hall of Fame game doesn't really count. Fuck that. Uh, okay. Some, I mean, some strong feelings. When's the last the time you watched the Hall of Fame? Game? Uh, that's a good point. All right. Exactly. I, can, I mean, Lamar was in it this year. And I couldn't even bring myself to watch it. So I watched the highlights. I mean, he got that was, touchdown, and I was like, all right, you know. Yeah, he threw. But a, the game overall, and it, it was to Hayden Hurst. Too. Yeah, to forty-eight-year-old Hayden Hurst. Yeah. I'm not being like stereotypical or anything. But who? I mean, who did he look like on the field? Who? Who did you? Who did you? Who did you uh, like play style? Yeah, uh, I heard somebody listen. I, I was listening to somebody that said uh, he definitely needs to slide. Like he needs to learn how. He to He looks slide. like he looked like Mike Vick out there. You think so? He did. It looked like it was he had, run he had first. One move, he had one move where I saw they, his long run on what was that like third and third. Yeah, they chased him out the left, down. and then he like reversed back. And yeah, he, his cuts are like really crisp. Yeah, like well, he's always had that. Yeah, he's just like. Real tall, so it's like, bro, you need to like run out of bounds or like or slide. Yeah, because his right. Body that's is what just, somebody said is like maybe that's why they brought RG three in, just like because like from experience, RG three <laughs> see can those be like, knees. Yeah, see, like RG three <laughs> can literally just <laughs> be like, yo, use but me as where, an example. That's where slide. I have to. That's where I have to tell you to stop because that's just like uh, the Browns being like, oh, Josh Gordon, you mentor uh, Andrew. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, but, but, hold on. Holy to fair, shit! To be fair. <laughs> To be completely fair to Josh Gordon, 
He wasn't around. Like he hasn't been around Antonio Callaway. I'm just Callaway saying, like it's just like a be- like it's it's like yeah. one of those looks like yeah. All right, RG three. Yeah, teach him how to slide all yeah. the way around. So obviously, there's plenty of storylines to go around in in the preseason in the NFL. The Jags play tomorrow, their first game against the Saints uh, in Jacksonville. I have a bunch of friends going to the game. Um, anything in particular you looking forward to for the Jags tomorrow, CD? Uh, Bortles and uh, ASJ Chark. And uh, a little bit of Taven Bryan, um, yeah. what he's going to do, what he looks like out there. I think Jalen Ramsey, everybody's been talking about how he's going to look like a monster. I don't think he's going to play much. He might play like three total plays. He may, but Cause I'm, I'm expecting on him. I'm Jalen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see because, uh, I mean, obviously they're, they're playing the Saints. Do you think Drew Brees is even going to play? It's the first preseason game. Who's the Saints' backup quarterback? First or second possession, I would assume. You think so? Like, if like that, I think right. the, the, the main yeah. thing, too, is uh, seeing the running game for the Saints because Kamara is going to be given a heavier thing this season, but they're looking for a guy who can be more of the workhorse, kind of like what Ingram was for the first four games. So Right, because I don't know if you can rely on Kamara to do all of that. Correct. Um, I'm excited to see um, the, the second, like the backup receivers because the, the depth chart came out and it said – uh, you know, Keelan Cole and Chark Marquise is like six, right? Well, five, so five? so it was Keelan Cole and Marquise Lee are the two starters, and then Keelan Cole's backup is Didi, and then Marquise Lee's backup is Chark. Oh shit! JT Barrett and Tom Savage are those are the Saints backups, backups quarterbacks. Ooh, yeah. JT Barrett. Okay, see now I could get that's something I can get excited about. Like I'm also kind of excited to see how Cody Kessler does for the Jags. Because I think I, I know I shouldn't be. I know, well, no. he's not going to start over Blake Bortles under any circumstances. Ew. But I just want to make sure that if Bortles does get hurt at any point this year, like at least we don't we're not going to Chad Henney. Like you know <laughs> I what I mean? Because like, like Cody Chad Kessler Henney was bad. would be the equivalent of Ken Dorsey for us. Like okay, yeesh. I could see that's, that. I just that would be Ken the, Dorsey wasn't terrible. No, though. no, he, he wasn't was Chad good. Henney. He was he was good in college. I'm saying like just as far as like really good defense and like then Kessler like. He would really be like. I'm also excited to handcuffed. see maybe Corey Grant getting more work in the backfield yeah. a little bit, um, actually getting handoffs instead of just returning kicks. They moved Marquise Lee back to returning kicks, I saw, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also kind of interested to see if Rashad Green will make the team this year. Um, he's all, he's just, I think he's going to always, just always be on the Jets. Stick around. Yeah. Like and then he's gonna end up being like one of those veteran guys. He'll be a special teams like all star. Like, yeah, like what uh, was his position on the wide receiver roster last year? Like what? Uh, he was the fifth or sixth receiver. Because he was and behind, he's like uh, probably gonna be the fifth or sixth again. He's kind of sad. Dude had a lot of talent. And you know what's crazy is like last year would have been his perfect opportunity, I think, to like jump in and get some playing time. But I think he was hurt. Because like oh, think about yeah. all the receiver injuries. Yeah, because who was the guy in they against had, Pittsburgh? Yeah, they had was... Keelan Cole and uh, and Win. No, uh, no, no, no. It started with like an Wynn. M or something. He it you were oh Jaden Mickey yeah yeah Mickey's, yeah, yeah. yeah he is nasty oh, Mickey's right. an Mickey's an animal I was like, the Jags are known that? for getting guys who you don't know like Mike yeah. Th- Michael Thomas when we had him the first Michael Thomas not the Saints Michael Thomas back in the day short Michael Thomas short yeah. Michael Thomas Ooh, I should, I'll never forget I was at the hey, game remember where they UCF the, built Mike Sims Walker yeah Mike Sims Walker <laughs> Matt Jones who am I thinking of the receiver that went to the Bucks and won the Super Bowl. Oh, you're talking about Taekwon Keenan McCardo? No, no. Keenan McCardo? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I love it. He's our yeah, receiver Keenan, coach. Yeah, Keenan's our receiver coach now. Yeah. Is he really? That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. When it was uh, probably second best Jags receiver ever. Ryan Jimmy? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like, Justin Blackman, of it's, course. Those two are in their own tier. I'm saying if Justin Blackman didn't 
drink at like three o'clock in the afternoon, he would have been the best Jack. In my opinion, I have it. Those two in their own tier. I'll never forget that last time Justin Blackman got arrested, and it was like. I, it said, like, 4 o'clock on the, like, Bleacher Report push notification. I was like, oh, okay, 4 o'clock in the morning. Perfect. It was 4 fucking a, 4 fucking <laughs> 4 p.m. 4 in the afternoon, and this man was the driving The epitome drunk. of, fuck it, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah, right? exactly. I don't know how the time zones work. What are they over in the West Coast? Yeah, sure. It's now he's bagging groceries at Winn-Dixie. Yeah. Uh, I can't confirm that, but, you know. Cannot confirm. Sources tell me. Um, so, those are kind of interesting. Any position battles stick out to you for the Jags at all? Um, everything seems just about like in in position. You know, they you got, got a rookie Leslie starting situation. currently at the outside linebacker spot. Yeah, where line, played. That's yeah, interesting. That's the one thing you want to watch. A sixth sure. round rookie, Leon yeah. Jacobs. So, but I mean, if, if there's any like position you want to be in, you want to be in that position where you have like Miles Jack. Yeah, and you have Telvin Smith. You got a veter- pretty good veteran core back there. You know, so so this is kind of unrelated. But uh, did you see um? I think it's either Chris Chris Sims. He's on Bleacher Report. He has that podcast. Yeah, I hate him. He has no spleen. He doesn't have a spleen? You don't remember that? That's the whole thing about him. He ruptured his spleen in the middle of a game for us. and then Oh, like, okay. So that's why you don't like him. It's because he well, played for I the Bucks. I just think he's kind of a douche. You don't like his takes? <laughs> nah, not at all. Fair enough. He said the Jags are the best defense he's ever seen. Didn't he say Blake was like... Take? The fifty-something best. Yeah, he hates Blake Bortles, which is understandable. Like, so I think it's a little sense. harsh. No, it's but. it's harsh for sure. Um, but he said that uh, the, his co-host on the show said uh, all of the Jags defensive starters are under contract until twenty twenty. So, wow. Yeah. You know, that's do with that information what you will. It's crazy to think that they got so good so fast. And now, well, the talent was already there. It's just a matter of getting Gus Bradley the fuck out of there. The problem too is, is that we can't look at it like, oh man, we got till twenty twenty. I think our windows now. Yeah, you got like one or two years. You miss it, and then you're the Seahawks. I mean, you know, Mm. at least they won one though. And we, Miles Jack wasn't down though. That's what they say. Hopefully, that doesn't come back to haunt us for the rest of our lives once again. Um. There was something I was going to say about the Jags real quick before I forgot. Oh, uh, one person we need to get on the podcast is John Shipley. Oh, John. Yeah, yeah, no. we got to get John Shipley on the podcast uh, before the season starts for sure. Um, Chris, anything about the Bucks that is exciting you uh, heading into their first Yeah, they're running season? back, though. Y'all need to get him out there. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. See, I, I think pulled up some it. of his stuff the other day, and I was like, and no, he's nice, dude. Yeah. I told you. Remember on draft night you were mad? I was like, nah, dude. He's going to be I sweet. wasn't mad. I was just upset that remember they didn't. Remember what I said they to they you. Didn't, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted them to take Geis. And I was a little Geis pissed off. Meech kind of calmed me down a little bit. I think Geis is going to be filthy this I year. do, too. And I, I just thought gonna, at, the, at the moment, like, you couldn't have gone either, wrong either way. The reason I like um, y'all's running back a little bit more is because he can catch. Geis never really like Geis is kind of like Fournette in the fact that He's like LSU Fournette. running backs aren't like asked to catch the ball yeah. very much, and Ronald Jones can definitely like be a weapon out of the backfield. Now you don't really have anybody good throwing him the ball, but well, right, exactly. And but I, like I mean, that, that's what's so frustrating about the Bucks is because mm-hmm. there's pieces there like outside. Like Dude, y'all's offense should be like a top five offense, hands down. I I think you're right. Like it's hard to argue with that. And even if we had like a top sixteen quarterback, Evans, OJ Howard. Cameron Bray, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson. Still healthy. What? Deshaun, do, do you guys have Deshaun Howard. Hamilton from Penn State? No. Or who's the Penn State? Chris receiver? Godwin. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yes. And yeah, he's, take over. Well, they're talking about him because he's behind Humphrey still. And, and no, well, but yeah, they're, but, they're but he's like he might jump Deshaun before the season starts. That's how oh. good his training camp is going. 
Mm. I I mean, dude. But I think you're right, CD. I think definitely a top five storyline is to see what Ronald Jones does. And y'all got to get O.J. Howard more. And how much he plays. That's exactly like what Alabama's problem with. Like, O.J. Howard just for some reason, like, Coordinators won't throw him the ball. He's like well, easily the most talented Cameron, player on the play. Cameron Brait is a Cameron very Brayton's really good. good. Tight end He's a as good. Well. Tight end it's the thing, but like the difference is, is like OJ Howard is a physical like yeah. freak. Yeah, and it's like if you can find more ways to get like imagine what a team like the Patriots would be doing with yep. OJ Howard, and oh, that's absolutely. like that's the the sort of like imagination and like the way like even like. In a in a lesser sense, like how Andy Reid uses Kelsey in, in Kansas City, like when you have a guy that freakishly talented at tight end, it can change your entire offense. It's just like he's not being used to right. his yeah. I think I saw what a lot of what they did last year was use OJ for like uh, the middle of the field and like leading up to the goal line, and then in the goal line they brought Cameron Braided, and he I mean two he's two years removed from having. Uh, he had like he had, 11 touchdowns. I was about to say 9, 10, 11, yeah. something like that, touchdowns, mm-hmm. which, you know, is great for a tight end. So, yeah, let's see, you know, what what Dirk Cutter has done with the offense. The sh- what everybody's obviously going to be looking for is, you know, the quarterback battle. You know, you're going to put Ryan Fitzpatrick out there, I would assume, with the first team to get the first team reps. But, I mean, Jameis gets to play in, in, in these preseason games. Do you risk, you know, putting second, third team offensive linemen and other players around him and risk him getting injured or do you keep no, they're not the first that. team out there so so if, what do you do if they you, do play him i think they're gonna pl- deploy him like early and then you know let ryan take over like so you think yeah, james starts assume, you have yeah, to I think they're I never so. gonna they're never no, they're never gonna put him with second and third team guys he's still their franchise quarterback no like, i think imagine, what they're gonna do is put their offensive line at risk and have your well okay, and that's another issue that i'm about to get to is the entire right side of the offensive line is depleted right now everybody's injured so i mean they picked some guy off the giants who i never heard oh of yeah him. it's great taking offensive linemen from the the giants yeah you know the <laughs> like, good pass protection that eli manning gets um, so, I mean, they picked some guy up off of, uh, off the waivers and I mean, I don't know who the hell he is. So I just don't see this turning out well. For I don't see, you see Jameis starting with like for like week one. No, um, no when, when they pull like, out yeah. against Miami, legitimately cannot who, who start gets the them. first, who, who's the first quarterback out there on the field. It'll be Fitzpatrick. It has to be. I think that, I think they're both going to get first team reps. Yeah. I think they'll just split. First they're not going to play what? Like Ryan, and then you'll see the third string go. Fitzpatrick plays two possessions. Jameis plays two possessions. It's going to be like that. So you're still talking. Well, like, first at least, quarter. Okay. Maybe into the second quarter. It'd be like two drives. And like, the thing is with Fitzpatrick, you have the benefit of he's a veteran. So he doesn't yeah. really need a lot of preseason reps. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, no, but you definitely want him comfortable for those three games that James. But I assume gone. that he's getting most of the pr- practice first team reps. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that that's why I'm really not too worried about it. Like it, it would be hard to mismanage this history, this situation, but it's the Bucks. So I was about knows. to say you do know who we're talking about, right? All right, and then finally for our, uh, you know, one last favorite team here, CD. Anything from the Lions that you're looking forward to? So the main thing that I'm looking at is one, Jared Davis. What's he looking like? His health. He's getting back slowly. He was hurt last year, right? That Correct. Was the first and round that was pick. a big one for us because linebacker core is something that you know could. Who'd y'all take in the first round this year? Um, crap. What's that guy's name? He's an offensive lineman. Um, oh, uh, Ragnar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Ragnar right. Rock is what I like to call him. Ragnar Rock. Um, and then y'all's get, offensive line might low key be one of the best in the league. Oh no, we've. That's something we've done. They've last two years, yeah. stole Packers all lineman. Then we go, you know, go get him and definitely revamped it a bunch. Kenny Galladay is looking nasty. 
six four. You guys finally got a, a running back in there yeah. that I think can. Be. And I think Carry On's been playing well. Yeah, Carry On. Yeah, I'm excited to see so him. So it's Carry On, Blunt, Abdullah, that that three headed monster. I forgot Blunt that went there. Damn. Yeah. And yeah. Now you have Abdullah that you can use more in the passing game. Yeah. Marvin Jones and Golden Tate are. My, in my opinion, I think what's going to happen is you have you know Tate gets hurt. Usually, like each year, I think as soon as that happens, Galladay is gonna come in. He's gonna have a, he's gonna show out, and it's gonna jeopardize what Tate looks at for contract. Imagine Matt Stafford in Tampa or the rest of the Tampa offense without a quarterback in Detroit. Yeah, no, oh, that's all. That's all so I'm thinking about when you're sitting here. Actually, and I'm like, well, you know, those are some pretty I'm, good pieces listen, for the offense. Listen, I'm in Holy a position shit. where I'm so upset with how. The Lions have treated management has treated Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Yeah, widely recognized as the two greatest players, two of the greatest of the of all time. and yeah. two of the greatest from players of at their positions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and they've done them wrong in the same exact way. Like they got Never Calvin Johnson over trying to pay back um, parts of his signing bonus. You know, you had Barry Sanders retire before thirty, and it's like you have this. It's like don't mismanage Matthew Stafford right now. Like I think Matthew Stafford is actually like. My pick to win MVP this year. Wow, that's I think bold. he could do it. I don't think it's bold. I don't think it's really that bold, he's, dude. Each year he's one of the best, like because the Lions play from behind a lot. You know, is he not one of the top? Okay, so that's is he then, not one then of the you're top saying seven? That's why his stats are that's so good. That's not then. completely his fault. Is he you not have, one of the top seven game. quarterbacks in the league right now? I mean, we went through this a few weeks ago, and you didn't have him top seven. I've been thinking about it. I really like Matthew Stafford. I think he's. I think he's top. He's top ten immediately. Uh, I maybe have him at ten. I don't have him nine. Ten. Who's better? Name ten better. Oh my god, we literally <laughs> went through. I don't think we I know. That, I feel like pod, this is a longer form. Like it would take longer to you know do this argument. But Matthew Stafford. All right, is quarterbacks a real guy. that I know for sure are better than Matthew Stafford off Brady, the top of my Brady, head. Rogers. Brady Breeze, Rogers, Cam. 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 Yes. Don't, I don't know shut about the that. fuck up. I don't know about that. Russell this Wilson. I don't know about that. Russell Wilson. You don't think Russell Matthew's, Wilson's better than Matthew? No, no. I'm Stafford. talking about Cam. I'm stuck oh, on Cam okay, right okay, now. Okay. Okay. Take Cam off then. So that's still four. Wilson for sure. Those 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 four for sure. Do you have Roethlisberger? No, fuck no. No. Ro- no. You give you give you Stafford, Stafford with, with the, he had with yeah. Roethlisberger has. Boy, I just got like a sick. I got excited. And maybe I'm not Phillip Rivers, and that's I still maybe don't. because they're made the same. And then way. I say, I, then Wentz. I would say, um, yeah, Wentz, and then uh, Matt Ryan are probably the seven. Mm, that, I wouldn't take Matt Ryan. You I wouldn't would. take Matt Ryan over mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. I, I would. I wouldn't. I'd I'm have to at, think about it. I'd I have think to about think the intangibles of Stafford. They're close. And Stafford's a freaking warrior. Yeah, Stafford's one. And he's tough co- he's a competitor, like a psycho that. competitor. Remember his rookie year? Yeah. Remember his rookie year when he that goal line his shoulder jump? out and threw a yeah. touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. He's a freaking warrior. Yeah. Now he's an animal. You put you give him Julio. You you give this man Julio. That's not Matt's fault though. This <laughs> that is not Matt Ryan's fault. Not with the year before. Let me tell you. Since Tate, Golden Tate's very talented. But the numbers Tate's been putting up, he been putting that up with the Seahawks. You look at Marvin Jones. He was what the he had that one year. He was the third, the third, second, third option with the Bengals. Yeah. And he putting up over a thousand yards each season. Comes there. Like he makes play guys better. He doesn't have a running game, and now he's finally got an offensive and he's line. He's finally got an offensive line, and he finally has a defense that's ever above since, average. And ever since Jim Bob Jim Bob Cooter has become their offensive coordinator, he's just gotten much better every year. Well, let's see what he did. Every time he has something Lions lined up Jags. for him, he gets injured. Lions yeah, Jags. or somebody so else can gets hurt. Can he yeah. stay healthy? Lions, can everybody stay? Lions healthy? Jags. Super Bowl. Oh, wait. <laughs> how would you? How would you root? Here, how would you root in that Super Bowl? That would tear you apart. Don't it's, don't wish yourself. Don't wish that Jags. on yourself. He'd go Jags. 
I would just have to go with whatever my heart tells me. He'd go Jags. Well, if you I don't think go I would Jags, go, I, I would beat your ass. Because half my family would go would go Lions, Lions half would go Jags, because we moved from Detroit to Jacksonville. Right. So I don't know. I'd be torn, but I mean, I'd be okay being torn with Lions being the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a problem. <laughs> the half and half jerseys. Half Barry Sanders, half, uh, half Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, because they both wore twenty. Exactly. best twenties. I like that. All right. Uh, anything else? That's from... kind of dope. I just want you to make one now just to see it. Like, I think it'd be really. I feel cool. like that would take a lot out of yeah. my pockets. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> I'd be empty. Um. So, any other sto- major storylines from around the league in the preseason have y'all's interest peaked? Or anything? Didn't Rogers come out with a statement today? Something about um, he doesn't like uh, the, yeah about the anthem. The, yeah, but see, well, he, no, 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 well, I saw that as well. I but he had said something thing. about that like a year the before last tag. season too. I heard well, it just looked better right tag. now. Like, you well, know. The, the players collectively need to get their shit together before the next CBA mm-hmm. because they're definitely going to push for more guaranteed money. It's exactly like we talked about last week. Like they have all the leverage because the owners keep fucking everything up. Yep. So you know that's that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um. Me, I mean, there's Lamar and Joe Flacco's relationship, and, and you know you can even throw RG three in that in that list. Ooh, did you guys watch Hard Knocks last night? No, I, I didn't. didn't. I, I got to get really my thing. It, I hate that you can't watch it on demand. Like, like you have to watch it live, or it has to be like. I at think it's home. an hour. Like if you have somebody else's yeah, account, it takes an hour. Yeah. Except for Game of Thrones, that shit would come on live. Yeah, I know. Which I was like, man, I gotta wait an hour. Don't I think worry, Thrones first. is coming back. First half of 2019. Um, Winter's here, bro. <laughs> Odell and Odell and Saquon in New York. You guys think that'll? I'm slick thinking about taking him in fantasy first. Which one? Saquon. Saquon. Saquon first. No, I got seventh pick right now. Oh, okay. But that's say, that's. I say first overall. Alvin, that's bold. It's Alvin and Saquon six seven. I might take Saquon. Um, I'm I'm always terrified taking rookie running backs. I just so there's like that high at least for me. The Giants' offense is the same as the Bucks, where it's like they have all this talent everywhere, but their yeah. offensive their offensive line is worse. Yeah. They, they might have still, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, think too. about what always saved them. It was their defense, and they had a good run Their defense game. is okay. Their defense is okay well, now. Eli could manage games. Like, it wasn't even Eli's like old, and well, he's never been saying, great. And he's bad. Used to. Yeah. <laughs> Eli Manning is old and bad. The only thing that can save Eli. Like, think about, think about like, their position talent, bro. They got Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Odell, Odell Beckham, Saquon they got Barkley. Too. Don't they have a rookie wideout that they got? That they just drafted? No, yeah. They have it last year that got injured, too. S- uh, Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. And they had Lewis or something like that. Or know, someone with a P, but I can't even remember right now. I don't Sterling Shepard was definitely one and of they them. Got, so then they went and got Jonathan Stewart to back up um, Saquon. Saquon, yeah. I mean, they have a lot of talent. I guess Eli I is just so – I don't know. I just can't trust Eli. The only thing that can help them is if Eli and Odell just – Really click like right out the gate, and it's not gonna be easy because you got I the Jags. Week cl- one. Them clicking was never an issue. No, but like clicking to the point where you know how a- Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson got, or how Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown are, where yeah. it's just like, no, everything isn't going right right now. But I have this thing here where you're gonna have fifteen hundred plus yards this year yeah. and over a hundred catches, and we're just gonna carry. You know, well, the run team. game is going to help solve that. It's Correct. a matter of if the offensive line is going to be able to block for that. Right. Open the holes for Saquon to bring the defense in. And Saquon can pass catch. like a, He's like a yeah. freaking Well, really that's what Beach was talking about earlier. Yeah, he's like a Le'Veon-type body-wise. Camara, yeah. Oh, they got like Jonathan Le'Veon. Stewart, too, from the— Yeah, that's what CD just said, that, yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, 
Yeah, no, I mean, man, they might just have to let Davis Webb play quarterback, man. <laughs> Eli fucking sucks. Nah, bro, he has a last first name. Like, you can't be Davis. Yeah, Davis Webb. Webb. Davis yeah, that's Webb. true. I knew a guy named Davis, and he had a really ugly face. I knew a kid named Davis too in high school. He was actually okay. Davis. Davis. Like, why would you? <laughs> I really Davis? like. I don't know. They have interesting players, uh, but they play. Uh, so this leads into another one. The Giants play the Browns in the first week of the preseason, so you get to see Baker. Um, do you guys think Baker is going to start week one, or do you think no. it's I don't think he starts, but I, I think, think Tyrod's been looking good. Like, at least half the season. Half the season? Yeah. I think Tyrod's been looking good. How many good. games do you think the Browns can win this year? I think they eight. Leak. I think they I think can they get win nine. nine. I think they can I think get they nine. I think they will win seven or eight. Which if, is if they lose if they lose it, okay it, hold on if they win less than seven games you think he gets fired? Oh for sure he has yeah. like one of the he has one of the worst track records Our over the last three years that high from coming off a zero win. But season? look at how yeah, much talent they went 16. and got. Yeah, but though. they added so much talent and their young guys are healthy and they're they, they drafted good like the last two years they've drafted solid. You know you got Garrett you have. A lot of those veterans on the defensive line yeah. are healthy now. I mean, the like, offense is stacked. Yeah, and your offense is stacked. You got, you know, obviously Josh Gordon. You hope he's good. If you got if you get Gordon right, and you got Landry over there, yeah. and you got Carlos Hyde, who's a professional, very yeah. good guy there. Oh, I like Hyde as the running. You know, guy. and then you got uh, you got Chubb on that run with those running guys. You yeah. got Duke Johnson still, like, and then you got Tyra Taylor, Joko, and Joku. As, yeah, uh, like you as got the talent. Head. Yeah, and I guess my only thing would be like, all right, look, we got to drop the Bengals. And uh, who else? Is it? I know Steelers. Well, the Bengals, Bengals, Steelers. Ravens. Bengals you gotta jump. Ravens. You can jump. Yeah, the but Bengals this is the Ravens. thing. This is the thing, though. I think the Bengals are going to be pretty good this year. I, I think they might the end Ravens. up being the second Joe best. Mixon, team. If Joe Mixon breaks out this year, well, that and they like the, the biggest problem with the. We'll talk about it later. But the biggest problem with the Bengals last year was the fact that they couldn't block anybody, yeah. and they weren't and healthy. They, AJ yeah, was yeah, hurt. Eifert was hurt, and they traded their first round pick for that for that um, tackle from from yeah. the Bills. Their their offensive line could be a lot better. They drafted Billy Price, who is like one of the best centers in college football. I just think like the Bengals might end up being a problem, but we're gonna get to them later because I, I actually think that divisions as easy. I mean, you said they can easily jump. I think, I think the Ravens, Ravens. I think the Ravens are gonna be terrible. I think the Ravens really? are gonna be really I think bad. The, yeah, I think the Ravens are gonna. Suck. They're due a bad year. I just well, I the writing like on the wall says that Flacco's reign ends and and then you just guys get fired and I just yeah. see it. it so, I just see it. Wow. So if I see it. So if Flacco starts off rough, let's say they go oh, zero and four. Yeah, if Lamar's in week five. Who plays more games? We. Lamar I think the next pod. I think the next podcast. I think one thing we should do is look at some of the key teams' first four games because those matter. So yeah, much. Okay. that's true. I like that. Because if the Ravens were to play like a really good first four, yeah. they could come out three and one, and people are talking about like remember how the Bills started Joe started back. out. Yeah, yeah. Like it's easy it's, for that to happen. But if they play like four like <laughs> no. playoff teams, no, they're zero and four, and then now people are clamoring for RG three or yeah. Lamar. You know um, what I mean? Yeah. All right. Uh, what about so? There's a three-headed quarterback race in um, New York. In oh, New York, yeah. just real quick: Darnold, Bridgewater, McCown. Who Bridgewater. starts week one? I, want, I hope so. I, I want fucking Teddy love to play. Teddy. I feel like McCown will start. If dude, if Teddy ends up being their backup, I want the Jags to trade for him. I don't care what you have to get. I don't have. To, I don't care. Trade they should have. They should have signed him, especially for what he ended up signing for. Instead of freaking Cody Kessler, what was the number on Bridgewater? Five Five and what a half was the million. number on Kessler? Three, three, eight. Yeah, something stupid. Kidding me, man. Yeah, it was dumb. You gotta be kidding um, me, man. Le'Veon's still holding out. I don't really give a shit about that because fuck the Steelers. 
Uh, Andrew Luck goes. is reportedly going to start in the preseason game tomorrow. Is that a good idea? I'm going to watch. He needs the reps. He does I he, think, though? I haven't like, seen yeah. him in two years. Yeah. I can't believe yeah, it's been like, two years. You know, one hit, like maybe that shoulder's not all the way healed. Bro, it's then, time, man. Then, no. <laughs> then you tell him, get your ass down in the pocket. If someone's got a free shot at you, it's fall. time, man. No, it's time. It's been two years. Who are they That's playing? what I'm saying, Hold though. On. He needs the experience. And they're not like willing now. to trade uh, Brissett. I think they got an offer for like, why a would high you? Pick. Why oh, would you? Why would you? Can't trade him. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying. Like, think about dude, they're like they're playing the Seahawks. There's a very good chance Shaquem Griffin breaks Ooh. Andrew Luck Ooh. in half in that first game. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, but what if Shaquem's starting? Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah. This is like I'm so mad the Jags. This didn't is like draft a that pick the other day. I'm still so mad the Jags didn't draft him, bro. Dude. This is like a fire cell in the Seahawks defense. Like, shoot, Bobby Wagner come up. Go to the Jags. Yeah. All right. Uh, now you've got me interested. I would take Bobby Wagner <laughs> on the Jags. Anybody would. Bobby Wagner right now? Bobby Wagner's one of the top five linebackers in the NFL. <laughs> Inside linebackers. But you can play Miles Jack can, outside. He's but that's, done it that's the thing. You know, you have that All of our linebackers are so one. fast. All of our linebackers are so fast. All right. Uh, let's play rank them real quick. This is NFL edition. Uh, we're going to start with AFC South QBs. So that's Bortles, Mariota, Luck, and Watson. CD, rank those four. Um, one right now, I think as of today, is Watson. Okay, that's what I have. Two Same. is where it gets hairy, but as much as I don't really care for him, I'm going to say Mariota. Okay. He's played. I have luck at two. He's played, okay. and he can, you know, you look at him towards the end of the season, he had moments where it was like, ah, oh, what are you doing? But he also had some good moments. He was hurt, too. Healthy year. Three, I got luck. Four Bortles, obviously. Yeah, okay. So I'm pretty much the same across the board. I just have luck above Mariota. Mariota just feels like the most average quarterback in the league to me right now. He has and Corey Davis now, too, though. I think Corey's about to have a And apparently Taiwan Taylor has been looking unreal yeah. for them. So, I mean, the Titans don't like – but that's the and thing about the Deion Titans. Some about the Titans just doesn't scare me. I feel like they're the second best team in the division. They but, whoop up on the Jags every yeah, they, year. They shit on the I don't know why, year. but they whoop up on us specifically, and that's the part that makes me like this is like shades of the past. They're like, um, <laughs> they're like, uh, like a big dog against the Jags, and then just like a puppy against yeah. everybody else. They they don't. They're to me of all the teams. I think still the, the I, I'm not terrified of the Texans. Well, yeah, because their offensive line is still the worst in the league. Correct, but yeah. the Titans, I think I'm a little bit more weary of the Titans. Real than quick, J.J. Watt being the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year after not basically Jesus. playing for two full seasons. It's because of who he is. In his defense, I can just say that when he did play. When he, he is when healthy, he play. When he is healthy is one of the best defensive players in league history. I think right now the, the best line like line Aaron is Donald. Donald for, yeah, for like, by, like by a mile. Without a question. Um Okay, let's go. Did you, did you have anything else to say about that list? No, mine was basically the same as yours. I had Watson, Luck, Mariota, and Bortles. But I mean, for as much shit as you guys give guys give Bortles, give Blake, I he think comes he's up in the sh- clutch a little he's bit. Shown signs, especially at the end of last year. It's that just he's, he's so ready to take that next step, dude. I just I can't trust him with it yet. He you did, know, he I will get a ball in that Patriots game. Don't, he, no, 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 because no, you're sitting here laughing at me that I'm trying to give him credit. <laughs> he he and did. You're like, well, maybe I he played. <laughs> Outside of the Bills game, he, he play played really pretty good solid in the, in the playoffs. I'm not. I like. I like Blake a lot. Like his rookie year, like, he's a I great dude. His, his rookie year, I was like, yo, you know, that's dude, no, his gather. second year. His second year was insane. Yeah, yeah, and then people were. I remember the writing was on the wall. I don't know if you remember it, but it feels like yesterday. I forget it was like a podcast or something. I think it was a Bill. Bill Simmons 
was talking about like guys that are just like overrated, like do garbage time, like stats. Yeah, and you said that. And I remember I was like, man, you know what you're talking about. And, and I think I started shit, watching man. some games, and I was like, oh shoot, he did just put up 200 yards in like last six minutes of this game. Like, yeah. I don't know. Jameis is known for that as well. Jameis reminds me of Leftwich so much. Leftwich was better. Don't you dare disrespect the goat like that. <laughs> Leftwich did get to the playoffs and uh, yeah, hey, <laughs> you tell me, you hey. tell me. <laughs> um, maybe what if Ryan Fitzpatrick becomes the uh, the Bucks Gerard, like just revitalizes the team, takes him to the playoffs. Dang, I'm dead. Runs for 37 Qu- yards and fourth on four, fourth and four. They're Quinn he can Gray. do it too. He's got wheels for a 37, 38 year old. All right, uh, rank rank the teams in the NFC South. Chris, this is your division. You 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 start us off. Uh, I'll go Saints, Falcons, mm. Panthers, Bucks. That's how I have it too. I, think I see it the same way. I was yeah. So Which that's is so depressing to say for the Bucks to be last. Remember, like, remember last talent. year. I don't know. Remember last year. I think I said like, oh, Bucks are the best in this division. We all did. Like that. I did. I believed it. I believed all thought it. The, everyone thought the Saints were going to suck, and then their defense out of nowhere became Their very running good. game Kamara became just, freaking say, unreal. Kamara Ingram and Kamara. Because remember, it was AP, Ingram, Kamara was third. Mm-hmm. We didn't even, you know, you weren't even talking. He was like, okay, but you know, like, we saw the, Tennessee. The qu- but, but, like, the biggest question for them was their defense. Their defense mm-hmm. had been giving up, like, 40 points a game yeah. for, like, four seasons. And then out of nowhere last year. To be fair, their defense really is the reason why they lost. I mean, Diggs got that one corner. Yeah, but that rookie safety played pretty good for them the rest yeah. of that, uh, other than that play, like, yeah. the entire season. Um, I have the same thing. I kind of considered Carolina over Atlanta, but their offensive line, again, is just mm. absolute shit. I think and they lost their best, and they lost, year. And they lost their best offensive lineman to the Jags, so it is what it is. Um, okay, finally, rank the teams in the NFC North. CD, it's your that's turn. The, no, it's your turn. Oh, first. okay. I was going to say it's the Lions division. I got Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. I think the Lions are better than the Packers. I have Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. Well, so, so the thing, like, so this is my thing with the Packers is I don't know, like, with the defense, it's the same thing as with the with the Saints. Like, they have Aaron Rodgers. The Saints have Drew Brees. All they got to do is figure out what to do on defense, but it's been so long since they've had anything on defense. Their running game, they still don't have a running back whose name I could tell you off the top of my head. So, I mean, it's just it's just not a very deep team to me at all. I'm not going to doubt an Aaron Rodgers led a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's true. He did until, miss a lot of games until last year. I see him not. And they did game. still win 9 games. I think you're right. I could see the Lions being better than the Packers he, even with a healthy Rodgers, but I'm just not going to do. It. That's like saying who are you, are you going to vote again or and are sneaky, you going against Brady? Sneaky the, the Bears are going to be interesting this year. Much better than last well, year. I mean, we we had the Lions had one year where it was like Oh shoot! We could actually get past them. That was the year. I think that was the year that Calvin Johnson was on there, and that stupid game against the Seahawks, where Cam punched it out or whatever, and he didn't get the touchdown at the end, and it literally almost broke me because I was like, "What the heck?" Everything went downhill from there. You're talking about the fail Mary? Yeah, yeah. That um, was the replacement refs. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. That, the game that, that was, was that was the same Packers and Seahawks. No, the Pack. The, um, oh, you're. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. You're mixing it. But that that happened that same. I think that was that same, same season because they freaking had um the tight end freaking caught that pause from Aaron Rodgers. I want to punch him in the throat. Then that yep that was after it. That was yeah. after it. everything came up free from that. <laughs> yeah. But I still I have to see more. Vikings earn number one mm-hmm. right now because of what they that did defense. last year. Yeah. And, and bro, they're they're stacked on both sides yeah, of the ball. Their offensive it, line is also still kind of questionable, but not as shaky as some of the other teams that have, have a better questionable. Quarterback leading the team now. Do not you that think so? I mean, 
Like Kirk. Case Keenum played really well last year. Kirk is really in good. In front of you, and you got Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins. Who you Case got didn't have the edge that I think was necessary in the playoffs. That's true. So when I saw that, I was like, he's not, not gonna like make Kirk's it. Been there. I'm excited to see Dalvin come back too, man. But yeah, because yeah, he has everything. You think about it. He has all the same weapons, and you get Dalvin back. Like, and Dalvin, you have that defense. Yeah, like yeah, it's a matter weapons. for them of the of that offensive line keeping him healthy. So we'll see. Um, where do you have the what do you do you have the Lions ranked ahead of the Vikings? Or you still have them? One? I got them. They got to earn it. Okay, give them. No, three. I understand. Uh, my my the Bucks at four. Yeah, like I'm my uh, my Matthew Stafford MVP thing. Ha- like I need. I, I I'd like to see it. So I have the Lions second over the Packers, but I could see it flipping either way. Obviously. I got Kenny Galladay over a thousand yards this season. Interesting. Mm. Watch it. All right. Next. All right. Uh, teams with back bounce back potential. You get a pick three from this group: Giants, Niners, Bears, Texans, Dolphins, Raiders, Broncos, Bengals, Browns. How many do we pick? Uh, three. Uh, I'll go Niners, Browns, and I'll go Texans. You get a healthy JJ Watt and a healthy Deshaun Watson. Whitney Merciless back. Yeah. Um, I can see those three. It's a matter of keeping Deshaun healthy for a full season, since that's pro. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. It might be the worst offensive line of like the last six years in in like the AFC South. Yeah, maybe in all of football. Um, then uh, so I don't have the Texans. I have the Giants because I think that division outside of the Eagles is really trash to me. Like the Cowboys, I think are going to be have the, like the 29th best receiving core. The Giants, the, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty bad. They like got Alan Hearns, Hearns now. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's that. Shout out to my dog. You tell me. <laughs> all right, bumps him up. <laughs> what um, dead should have been? But like. No, so the thing is, the, the Cowboys are going to be a dumpster fire just because Jerry Jones is a fucking moron. I think that's going to affect the team. Um, the Redskins, you know, they got Alex Smith now, so God only knows how good they can they can be. Like, their ceiling to me feels like 9-7. So that leaves, like, for the Giants, like, a, a path to being, like, really, really good. Yeah. Um, at least a wild card team, I would say. Then I have the Bengals because, as I said, I think the Ravens are, might be one of the worst teams in the league heading into the season. Um, the Browns, to me, maybe you know hovering around six to eight wins, and the Bengals look like a team that no one's really talking about that still has a lot of talent on the roster. I think that they could bounce back, maybe make the playoffs as a wild card team because we know the Bills aren't making it back to the playoffs in the AFC. Uh, there's a chance that two teams from the AFC South don't make it again. So I think that they could sneak into the wild card spot. I don't think the Bengals are doing shit until Marvin Lewis is gone. That's so. fair. They they've that man is never gonna be yeah, gone. Yeah, Marvin Lewis is just gonna He's be been around since I was in elementary school. How the hell he still has a job? It's like so. Picture this. It's 2099. <laughs> Marvin Lewis runs a QB drawn, third and nine. Drafts, drafts <laughs> another top ten receiver. Bro, but and pairs them with other two John others. Ross has been showing out in camp. So well, remember what he did last year to John Ross. That's fair. Like, and then I had on. 49ers last because I think Jimmy G. Jimmy G. And I think the Seahawks are going to be bad. It's yeah. just the other like the Cardinals will probably be bad, but you know they have the Rams in that division. So mm. and the NFC stacks, dude. I mean, the, the NFC's Niners got so many teams. But the NFC, like you just said, the NFC is. Stacked, I think the so. Niners are going to be good. Like really, good. like as in division. Or like think about it. Think about what they have under. So you got Kyle Shanahan again, another year of him. You got Pierre Garcon, who before he got hurt was like in the top ten and receive like receiving like everything targets. Pierre everything. Garcon's like sixty years old. The Falcons now, go to the Super Bowl in Shanahan's second year there. Uh yeah, he's yeah. one of the best offensive coaches. So and then you got too. McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon, who has been like 
eating in training. Yeah. They have that white running back who's really good too. I can't remember his uh, name. I just know Brita and McKinnon. And you got Brita, Matt Brita. And you got you, you have Goodwin who's looking like a number one out there. Like he's yeah. been like saucing. Fast as shit. Yeah. yeah, like like just blazing. Yeah. And then you still have like those guys on defense. You got Sherman. Their thing is their defense. Their secondary outside of Sherman, and even including Sherman coming off an injury is real suspect. And their defensive line, they have talent, mm-hmm. but it's just like a matter of them putting, putting it, together. it together. I think I think it can happen. I think they can do something. And I think another team that for me, I think can do a lot more than what people think it will do. And I almost like bite my lip on this because like I'm not 100 percent sure on it, but the Dolphins. I actually kind of like the Dolphins a little bit, too. Because defensively, think about them defensively. They're healthy. You got Xavier Howard over that corner. Yeah, he's healthy. He's nasty. Yeah, he was good last year. Yeah, you got Kenyon Drake, who played well when Ajayi came off. You know, you went and got Gore as kind of like a, a spell, you know, because I don't think Kenyon can really carry it. You got Gore. They got a lot of interesting yeah. receivers, too. They got a lot of interesting receivers. Devontae yeah, Parker. Devontae Parker. They have one. Kenny Stills still. Mm-hmm. They have – um. What's the Jakeem Grant? Yeah, and you're you're getting Tannehill back. I don't know how I feel about Tannehill specifically, but I think he's going to be better than Jay Cutler was. Oh yeah, <laughs> it would hard be hard to be worse. And you look at that division, the Bills, Jets. There's still some like questions about you know how they're really going to come out. They can actually sneak up. I think they can sneak up and be better than what people expect. All right, so uh, let's uh, go ahead and transition now to uh, NBA win totals came out uh, from Vegas yesterday. We'll try and keep this segment a little shorter because we went 40 minutes on the NFL. We love football. Um, So I took seven that I thought were the most interesting. Um, I'll just shout them out. We'll do quick over under and just like one sentence why, okay? Uh, So first off, let's start with the Boston Celtics are at 57 and a half games. CD, what do you think about that? Under. Under? What about yeah. you, Chris? Uh, I'll go over. I think a healthy Hayward. and uh, That's and, if they can all stay healthy. Is, well, yeah, absolutely. I, I say, like, slightly under, like, you know, like 55. I think, well. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to go slightly under, too. I, I could see them winning anywhere from 50 to 55 games, yeah. but anything more than that feels like a lot, especially because since those guys were so hurt last year, it feels like it's going to be a lot asking them, like, chemistry-wise to come back and be ready to go. I just think the East is trash. So every time And they play, Brad Stevens is still their coach, yeah, so you never know. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Cleveland at 30 and a half. They just lost LeBron James. Chris, why don't you start off with stars? I'm going to go over as well. 30 is pretty low. Over. Um, yeah, because they could still be a playoff I think they team. are a playoff team. Kevin Love still one of the top players in the Eastern Conference. You got Love, you got Sexton. You remember Tristan Thompson before you know LeBron and everything. Kyle one of the best still rebounder defenders. Good. Yeah, you got a lot of pieces on the that goat, team. Jr. Yeah, and it, you know if things start going bad quickly, oh, they yeah. might ju- it might it might just become a fire sale. But yeah. they do have a lot. Of, like I I like that they like Jetty Osmond's gonna play a lot more this yeah, year. Him too. They just traded for Sam Decker. Like all the guys they have are playable. It's just yeah. a matter of actually you know not. I'd like to see, like, fat Kevin Love come back. Like, just throw some pounds on him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's been doing all this chocolate milk commercials. He's just hot. He needs to drink it. That's what he needs to do. All right. Um, So, I threw Denver and Detroit on there and also Orlando because those are our teams. So, Denver at 47 and a half. I'm with you. That that sounds right. That feels right. right, right? That feels right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. I don't see Denver losing. I don't see Denver, Denver losing more than half their games, but I also don't see them winning more than 50. 
So somewhere between 41 and 47, like 48 feels about right. Um, Detroit's at 37 and a half. You think so? Yeah, that seems kind of low for Detroit. How much do you think? Like, what do you think? I think they're a top five team. I seriously believe that. In the East? I'd say yes. Oh, okay. 46 games? I was going to say no more than 45. One day. One day. One day. I was going to say 40 to 45. Yeah. Okay. I'm around there. I'd say closer to 45. I was thinking like 43. That's where I'm. That's where I'm. Kind I can see that. Uh, LeBron James' new team, the Los Angeles Lakers, is at 48 and a half. I'm going to punch right the shit out of that over. You th- Wait, what did you say, over? CD? Yeah. I put over as well. I think they could I say it's games. about right right now. I, I have to see them play. That's fair. That can change. No, no, no. I think they could win 51 games. I was going to say 55. Yeah, I mean, 48 and a half is about, like, give them the half and give 49. Like, all right, yeah, exactly. Can, I mean, that's why Vegas does not Give me 50 and 32. I'll take it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> why, that's why Vegas is, is what they are, though. They do, like, that, that, that feels like when you hear that number, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. It's about, it's about right. Now, the next one, Magic 31 and a half. That's way under for me. I I don't think they can win more than twenty five games. I think they can. I was gonna go thirty five. Thirty five. You got it's a Steve Clifford team. They were winning thirty one with shittier players than they have now. That's true. But they still don't have They're any. Young, point they got goals. a lot of younger guys mixed in there too. Yeah, but if it's Their issue so, was if, they always gave up so many. Points, if they start off, that's I think that if they start off the season right. like if they start off the season eight and twenty, that's going off the rails quickly. I feel like I don't think they're doing that again. It's Steve Clifford, man. Like he's a real yeah, but coach. he was the coach of the fucking. They went the, to the playoffs. Yeah, but and then they sucked like two years yeah, in a row. He started losing guys. Guys were getting hurt. I don't think any more than forty. But I, I mean, I feel comfortable no. saying I'd thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-seven wins for the Magic. I mean, that's six more than I, what they've. The year that they won, the year that they won that many games. Remember that was Scott Skiles. Scott, that, was, Scott. that was the Tobias year. You Scott had Tobias on that team, and yeah, but Tobias wasn't even that good when he was playing for us. That Oladipo wasn't playing that home, good. Yeah, Home Depot. Um, yeah, Fournier come off the bench. Hazonia now. Yeah, Jennings that year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Jennings. I think it was that year. I don't remember who they traded to the Cavs. I don't know. Y'all are just awful. The Magic. Yeah. Jeff Green. He was Jeff Green's been on every team. Yeah. Else, I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, All right. Continue. And then finally, the Phoenix Suns, 28 and a half. Over. Yeah, C- I was going to say the same thing. I think I'm so CD, over. So CD, I think, is, the, is driving the bandwagon for the Phoenix I'm Suns. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When it happens. It's only a matter of time. I have them at like. Starts I have them at even. Process, I, don't right? think, I don't think they went more than 30. Y'all want to bet on it? I'm ready to put some skin on I it. Could say, I could see 31 and a half. Booker is about to have like is I'm about to freaking there, knock everybody's necks off, and I think Aiton's gonna be rookie of the year. Yo, remember when Devin Booker scored seventy points? Jeez, oh, the and, they and they lost. They lost. And they lost. That was the main thing. All right. Um. Any any other comments, concerns, questions about that? I no. All right, uh, let's let's wrap up the show here. Uh, this is a cool segment that CD came up with. Uh, we're gonna go top five players in college football since the 2000s began. Um, real quick, with honorable mentions, we're gonna start with players. Uh, you said you didn't have any, Chris. 
Uh, well, honorable mentions, so I did mine a little bit differently, and I know you guys gave me shit for that. So you guys did top five, just period. Yeah. I kind of did top five, one at each position. I did quarterback, wide receiver, running back, uh, an O-lineman, and just a defensive player. Okay. Um, so I technically don't have any honorable mentions. There. Um, but I mean... Like anyone that did make your list that you would have liked to include? Like, was there any, like, close ties in your, in your list? Yeah, for quarterback, I was pretty close with uh, with a few of them. Uh, Cam could have easily been the top five. Um, but no, I'll let you guys. All right, my honorable mentions, I had um, Lamar Jackson, who had 69 pass touchdowns. Nice. Uh, yep. 50 rush touchdowns in just over two and a half seasons. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 131 pass touchdowns, 22 rushing touchdowns in three and a half seasons. He's a walk-on at two different schools and won a Heisman Trophy. And then um, just kind of in a group, I had Colt McCoy, Marcus Mariota, and Matt Leinert kind of in a group. I was going to say Matt Leinert. Almost two-time Heisman Trophy winner, Matt Leinert. Uh, CD, who are your honorable mentions? Um, One of them was Pierre Wart. Okay. Um, mostly because he's one of the most exciting people I've ever seen. They put him everywhere. No, he you was know, nasty. Receiver, running back. He was electric in the open field. I, I, just, I did it for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, Randy Moss, literally like one of the most dominant like I've like ever seen in videotape because I was like only five. I think I was like five or six. You're going 90s. I had, that's why he's honorable. Like he's like 90. There's like 98, 99. Yeah, so I was going to say like, some deep cuts. Yeah, it was like it was like. Uh, so I couldn't put my put him on my list, but I, he definitely would have went. Yeah. If I could have extended it, but those two, like specifically, um, if I was to say one other, this one's gonna kind of hurt. I didn't want to say this one, but Justin Blackman for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a good. I didn't even Michael think about Crabtree that. Yeah, Michael Crabtree. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one I talked about. Um, we share initials. Corey Davis. You think he has like the record for all time yards like in the FBS? Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech? He's kinda on my list. So. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean you stole Peter Ward. Right, right, so, so, oh yeah. <laughs> that's what Yeah. Alright, so let's I, go, let's go, let's go told to the top me. five C D. You start off with five. Who, who's your fifth? Hold on. Let's let's go. I'll to my start list. off then. Uh, my number yeah. five I have Johnny Manziel. Uh, he only played two years in college. The first freshman to ever win the Heisman Trophy. He had ninety three total touchdowns in two seasons. With 63 passing and 30 rushing, and just under 10,000 yards in two seasons, uh, he had that crazy comeback. His last college football game against Duke, and to be perfectly honest, he probably should have won the Heisman in 2012 and 13. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have Johnny Manziel five. CD, what about you? I have Calvin Johnson. Okay, nice. five. Um, you're talking about a guy who had three of like the most dominant years, just like throwing guys and like discarding him. Yeah. With like one of the worst quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, like and ball. being at Georgia Tech, you know, you Georgia Tech's one of those schools that like, yeah, you know, they could be good one year, bad one year, but you're not gonna be like looking for their team. They're not like a prime time. They team. should be recruiting so much better in the Georgia area. They should. They, they're sleeping. Giant. Well, you're competing with Georgia. Yeah, you know, the problem year. is the triple option. Correct. <laughs> that is awful. But um, he had 178 grabs, nearly 3,000 yards, 28 TDs. It was more so his, like, brute force. He was, like, one of those created players. I have, like, a list of, like, five guys who I think are, like, created players in college that I'd have to talk about later. But he's definitely one of them. So, for me, he was five. All right. And, Chris, why don't you give us your defensive player first? Ooh, okay. I was going to go offensive line. I'm more interested in you the, defense the defense. Play. Sean yeah. Taylor. Mm, I like it. Hands okay. down, one of the most okay. dominant I that. safeties. I like it. I love now, it. now, hear me out. Indomitian Sue. He's on my he, list. It came up. That came up. He's on my list. What he yeah. did at Nebraska <laughs> was 
unher- unheralded just stop talking about as a defensive tackle. Just, but, all right, we'll save it for CD. We'll, we'll save it for CD. But, but, but hands down, Sean Taylor, uh, 14 interceptions and three touchdowns um, in his time in Miami. You know, just key to, you know, the all right. brutal. Now give us that. your offensive lineman. Uh, we'll offensive lineman around. Barrett Jones from Alabama. Um, he drafted in 2013. I mean – Literally the anchor for what were the three championships they won? Nine, eleven, and eight, eleven, and twelve. Was it eight, 11? No, no, no. Okay, no I'm sorry. Nine, eleven, and twelve. Okay, so he was there for nine, eleven, and twelve. I yeah. mean, literally an anchor for all of them. So yeah. That man's name is right. Barrett, though. So CD number four, who do you got? Number four. Um, if my notes can line Okay. Number four, I have Indomitian Sue. Okay. Um. You know, he was the first defensive player to win player of the year. Yeah. He had 57 tackles for loss. Um, again, another one of those created players who was, like, literally discarding linemen. Like, like I think when you say the word brick shithouse, like, he's the <laughs> yeah, exact definition. Yeah. And he was a lion, too, which really heats me up, too, at times, because wow. he and Calvin were yeah, actually we're on, on the same team, team yeah. at the same time. Wow. And Matt Stafford. Um, he, you're talking about a guy who, uh, in his career um, – he had six block kicks, which I thought was like a very. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually yeah, really no, cool. He was really good at that. I guess six block kicks, like it just shows like how big he was. Yeah. But um, definitely, and I'm Sue for four for me. All right, for number four for me, I have Vince Young, uh, national championship. Uh, he has the national championship in possibly the greatest college football game ever played. Uh, it was easily, in my opinion, the most dominant single game performance by any player ever. Uh, he didn't win a Heisman, but he was always ready for those big games. He doesn't really have the numbers as a lot of the other guys do, but in terms of just showing up when it mattered and winning big games, I don't think there was anyone better than him at that. Um, do you guys want me to do three? CD, we'll do three, and then you give us uh, your wide receiver? Yeah, that's fine. All right, so number three uh, for me, I wanted to – I considered ranking this guy as high as one, but just like there was so little separation between them. Uh, I've got Tim Tebow. So – Two national championships. Uh, he was good enough to keep Cam on the bench when Cam was at UF, so that's saying a lot. He accounted for almost 13,000 total yards and over 140 touchdowns in three seasons as a starter, uh, 88 passing touchdowns and 57 rushing touchdowns. Um, he won the Heisman in 08, but he probably also should have – I'm sorry, he won the Heisman in 07, mm-hmm. but probably also should have won he it in 08. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then finished fifth in 09. Correct. Yeah, was a down. No, yeah, he was one of – like easily, honestly, probably one of the best college football players ever. Probably top ten college football player ever, top seven. According and, to my list. In my list. So, uh, <laughs> so CD, go ahead, uh, go ahead with your number three. Uh, my three is Larry Fitzgerald. Probably Ooh. one of the most. Yeah, a lot of position most, diversity here. Yeah, probably the most dominant like wideout. Yeah. After his red shirt season, he goes for back to back thousand yard season. Um, you're talking about the only wide receiver in the BCS era to finish second in Heisman voting, um, and for just how dominant he was, like to continue that into the NFL the way he has to be like one of the greatest is just an all time like compliment to like how skilled and great he was. So. Yeah. He's my three. All right, and so since CD went with a receiver, give us the receiver you have on your list. Uh, CD touched on it earlier. Peter Warwick, uh, 3,517 <laughs> receiving yards in three years, 32 touchdowns, a, dy- a dynamic kick returner. I think we all know that one of the one of the original guys with absolute sauce. It like, was, would just snap your ankles. You want to talk about video game character? It he was is disgusting. Just, it was nasty, and it's really unfortunate that his career didn't pan out. I think he went to Cincinnati and just. Yeah, ended up not having the. All right, he was one of those receivers with T.J. Who's your mama and uh, T.J. Hushman Zada. 
Um, That's and Chris Henry. Rip. Rest in peace. Yeah, dude. That Damn, was sad. Yeah, shit. Uh, give us uh, your running back now. Uh, running back is going to be Reggie Bush. Yeah. Uh, the Heisman in 05. Uh, 4,470 Heisman in 05, yards. asterisk. Yeah, well, yeah, technically. But, I mean, I'm screw not, no. what he was yeah, taking. Yeah, I remember what happened. His highlight reels, I mean, like, kept me going. Like, yeah. Sure. Got me through puberty. The original, so. like, YouTube mixtape guy. Yeah. Um, I, so that will transition into mine. My number two player is Reggie Bush. Uh, he's the best running back I've ever seen in college football. It was um, going to be him and Adrian Peterson for me. Yeah. Too, but he takes the cake. Um, Ankle-breaking legend. Best player on one of the best teams of all time. Uh, nearly 4,500 career yards and 38 touchdowns from scrimmage in yep. just over two and a half seasons as the starter. Um, and he was sharing the backfield with Lindale White. Yeah. So he was, you know, he was splitting essentially Those carries 60-40. Especially a lot of the goal line. He probably would have had a lot more. Uh, right. So I got Reggie Bush number two. CD, who do you have number two? AP. AP, okay. Um, he, you're talking about he was three-time All-Big 12. Um, His freshman year is one of the most ridiculous yeah, freshman years in college football history. He was to finish second in Heisman, like, ever. He's like this generation's, in my opinion, Bo Jackson. You know, when you look yeah. at what everything he was, how he was built, he was literally another one of those created mm-hmm. players. You see how, like, my trend here, um, mm-hmm. I like guys who are just – Irregular, yeah. you know. I mean, he was, that's, the, that's the point. He was right? one of the most irregular. It's, it's literally like because uh, in college football, like you can just be a man amongst boys. Basically, yeah. he was very much that. And you talking about a guy who still dealt with injuries throughout the next two seasons, still got over a thousand yards. I think his only year that he didn't, up until you know the last few years or whatever, um, was his first year in the NFL where he got like nine ninety eight after <laughs> an injury. Like what about Darren McFadden? I remember oh, he's definitely out there. Yeah, yeah, the thing with Darren McFadden is is an interesting like honorable mention. They had like three really good. It was him, Felix Jones, and uh, somebody else, and then Matt Jones was spinning yeah. the rock out there. So, um, who's your number one, CD? Tebow, Tim Tebow, Tebow time. Okay, you talk about that 07 year. He had that five TD game in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at he had he had like a twenty twenty year. Um, you know, we talk about 07, 08. You talk about, like, just all the highlight moments that he's had throughout his career, the Ole Miss game. The jump pass. Um, the jump pass. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was that? Who was that against? The South, was it South Carolina? Who was that against? No, that was LSU. 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 It, was it was LSU. LSU. I feel like it could have been one of the yeah. Mississippi teams. He was just yeah. no, that's another, cool. like, just unreal winner. Yeah. And, like, pound for pound. Did you guys ever play with Tebow player. on NCAA, like, 07? No. He was, I couldn't stand to play with Florida. Oh, that's true. It was Florida. <laughs> Dude. Absolute fucking cheat code. Like and he, he was, would, he was unsigned. If you broke the pocket with him, it was no one could fucking tackle yeah. him. It was. And he was, it was also unfair. the um, first high, high, ugh, first sophomore to win eyes. Yeah, yes. first sophomore to win eyes. To think that he sat behind Chris Leak is just like beyond me. Yeah, it was a waste, <laughs> waste of talent for sure. <laughs> like, come on. Well, I mean, to pat off of that, yeah. I have Tebow Ke- as, as your QB, as my number one Tebow QB. Time. Yeah, um, ninety-two hundred eighty-five passing yards and fifty-seven rush. That and that's what it was. Is and I'm, and I think I know who your quarterback is going to be. But Tebow was the first one to do it. Mm-hmm. Tebow was before Cam. He was before Johnny. He was before uh, Baker. You know, he did this first. He in a different like, way than everybody else, a, too. Right, yeah, because right, right, he was right. a yeah. fucking tank. He was he just like a football super player. Fast, but he he's had just a speed, football player. He had wheels exactly. He's that Tebow guy that, was a big kid that, like, in elementary school was just like yeah, the biggest kid and just like. He's like the Rudy. Um, yeah, exactly. He's like the Rudy of football. I like think real life football. I think to me as a Florida State fan as probably the greatest college football player I've ever seen. That's okay. That's that's fair. I I mean I 
I had him three. I like I said, I could have put him anywhere from one, two, yeah. or three. I thought he would have belonged in either of those spots. It's kind of sucks for me because I grew up around a lot of Florida fans, and so I spent a lot of years hating Tim Dude, Tebow. Tell me about it. And it just kind of sucks because I feel like I missed <laughs> out on it. Because, like, like, you look back, it's just like, this guy was a fucking machine. He was the one who, I remember, he wears Tebow jersey. I'm like, fuck Tebow. And then I'd get home and be like, I think I, 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 I wish he was on my team. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like part of the curse, though, with Tebow is that he was such an or- unorthodox athlete. I think he's the most unorthodox, uh, unorthodox yeah. athlete ever. Like, yeah. period. Because you think about it, he goes to the NFL. They the were 2-8 and eight with the Broncos. List, yeah. And he pulls into the playoffs, does that thing at the Steelers. Yeah. And it's like, we're winning. But, like, it doesn't look how we <laughs> want it to look. We're us, winning, so we're but it doesn't feel like we're winning. Yeah. Correct. And it's like, dang. like what Shout out to Matt Prater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out. UCF Bill. Both. So who's your number one, Mitch? Uh My number one is Cam Newton. Yeah. Um, he, he had shot. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. We all know about his cam obsession. <laughs> yes, I have a cam obsession, but hold on. Like single season, the greatest single season in college football history. I don't care what anyone says. That 2010 Cam yeah. Newton was the single most dominant force I've ever seen play college football ever. 51 total touchdowns in one season. Uh, it was 30 passing and 21 rushing. Um. Like I said, most singular, singular, like carried Auburn to a national champion. Auburn was yeah. unranked heading into the season. He carried them to a national champion. Can you name any other players from that Auburn team outside of Dwyer, who was who had that down yeah. thing, and then maybe mm-hmm. Nick Fairley? Like that's it. That's about it. Yeah. And so he single-handedly carried Auburn. Didn't he have like a white tight end. Uh, the one that died. Yeah, yeah. Letson Kirkin. Yeah, Rip. yeah. I remember um, him. So. Some of the memorable moments, he had that run against LSU that was kind of ended up being his Heisman moment, yeah. which is, to me, like like one of the most amazing college football plays Didn't I've ever seen. Didn't he have seen. one against Bama, too? Yeah, the, when they were, the they were down. So they were down. No, that was in the – they didn't play. Or out, in the Iron Bowl. Yeah, in yeah, the Iron Bowl. Yeah. They were down 21-0 going into the third quarter, yeah. and they ended up winning 28-21, to solely off Cam Newton just kind of igniting in the second half. Yeah. Um, and then he had the six-touchdown performance against the uh, South Carolina in the SEC championship game where every time it seemed like South Carolina was back in it, Cam would go for another 50-plus-yard touchdown. Um, God, it's like, yeah, you're right. I just, if he had played more than one season, the numbers he would have put up is insane, and that's why mm-hmm. I kind of give Tebow so much credit mm-hmm. is that the Florida coaching staff was like, we have – this guy, Cam Newton, who, like CD says, is like a creative player. Yeah. But Tim Tebow is out here just, like, bawling his fucking brains out. So it's like, the fa- like just, just like that in That in puts itself, it into context is, yeah, of it's it. interesting, isn't it? And I think Cam was able to, but I think Cam needed to do that, though. Like, you know, become yeah. my own man. He had to be, he had to be. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's what he needed right, to let's do. Relax. I mean, let's relax. I mean, at least it's not crap legs. Oh! <laughs> You tell me. So, I mean, and, and, you know. You had crap before? Stealing a laptop would have been. St- st- From st- Jacksonville. Stealing a laptop would have been one of Jameis's, uh, like, lighter crimes when he was at FSU. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's not throw stones you from said. a glass house. You know? It's not like you was just like, hey, I'm going to transfer from Florida because I'm not getting enough playing time. All right. Let's. Uh, that's enough out of you, Bruce <laughs> University. Let's. Let's. Uh, <laughs> Cam's no saint. That's all I'm saying. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Although he does give a Jesus. football to the children every time he scores a touchdown. <laughs> and he does. Popeyes and he did start a dab there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the dab. Would you dab if it wasn't for Cam? Whereas uh, Jameis started a, a W with his fingers crossed that 
resulted in an L. Let's, I mean, let's be serious here. All right, so we've covered the five best <laughs> players, <laughs> and Chris kind of gave us his mishmash, like all-decade team. I guess is a good way to play. Yeah, I just, I mean, I figured we were all gonna have the same people, roughly. So I was like, I'm gonna do it a little Switch differently. It up. No, I, I appreciate it. CD had a couple interesting players I didn't expect to hear. Yeah, yeah, I like the Larry. Yeah, I was trying to. There. Um, cool. any other honorable mentions come to mind as we were going through that? Um, I mean, if we're going back, Barry Sanders. No. <laughs> we're not going back. We're not going back. Oh, I mean, if you wanted to reach back, I mean, we could have reached back. Just let you know. Um, Sam Bradford might have been an honorable mention. Yeah, now he's Sam Bradford, as they say. Uh, okay, let's go with um, finally five best teams of the last, uh, I guess, eighteen years. So since two thousand, um, I got some honorable mentions here. I got two thousand five Texas uh, Vy destroyed their con like literally everybody in their conference. They just beat the shit out of, out of that year. Um, best championship game ever played. Um, and then I have 2009 Alabama, which was the first stacked Nick, Nick Saban team at Alabama. And then I also have 2012 Alabama, which uh, was their second year in that back-to-back when they beat Notre Dame. Which one did they beat LSU, 09? Uh, for the national championship. Yeah. That was in 09. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, 11. Was that was an 11. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a team I actually have on my list. So oh, okay. That's why I have that uh, 12 as a, as a – uh, as an honorable mention. Okay. Do you have any honorable mentions before we get in? Uh, no, I did my top five. No. All right, CD. Any honorable mentions? Um, the O two Ohio State Buckeyes. They didn't yeah. allow more than twenty one points the whole season. Yeah. Um, in any game, uh, very dominant defense. Um, usually Big Ten teams are you know very good defensively, but I think this Ohio State team's defense was the best I've ever seen, probably. All right. Um, so that'll actually transition. My number five team is two thousand fourteen Ohio State. Um, they took the third string quarterback. Uh, they they lost so they lost Braxton Miller in what the second or third week of the season. Mm-hmm. Then they had J T Barrett playing at a Heisman Trophy level all season long. He tears his ACL in the final regular season game against Michigan, and then Cardell Jones carries them to three straight wins, including a sixty win, sixty point win in the Big Twelve Championship. I mean Big Ten Championship. Then they beat Alabama in the first round of the playoffs. And then beat Oregon in the national championship. Yep. Um, if you look at the talent, like the defensive talent that they had on that team, I think nine of the eleven starters were first through fourth round draft picks in the NFL. Ezekiel uh, Elliott went on that crazy streak of like six straight games of two hundred yeah. plus rushing yards. Their offensive line was insane. Michael Thomas was their best receiver. Um, just all around a pretty stacked like balanced and very stacked team like through and through. Uh, who do you have number five, Chris? Uh, I'm going to go with 2006 Boise State. That's a good uh, one. Arguably played in or played in arguably the greatest college football game ever against Oklahoma. I know you were saying the Texas. That's USC one of my favorite game, games. Which is definitely. That's probably my favorite game of all time just yeah. because of all the wacky shit that happened. It was and the reason I have they them played, five, they trick played that whole game, bro. The when they when they ran the Statue of Liberty for the two points to win done, the game, done. What, what, you said that was two thousand eight, two thousand six. So that would have been twelve years ago. So ten year old Meech, bro. I was losing my goddamn mind yeah, when that happened. I was as well. And then the guy went I and proposed cried. to yeah. his girlfriend. I think I cried. Yeah, I know. Was I like, was like, okay, bro, trying to get a little play at the end. Yeah. You a real winner here. I was 14 going through an emotional time in my life. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, David beat Goliath. So. Jared Zabransky. Jared Zabransky as quarterback. Uh, that was Chris Peterson's first year there. 
Um, One of the most underrated college football coaches. Yep. I I have them at five just because I think they could have beaten anyone. If you look at their roster and look at their you know their schedule, you're like, okay, this isn't really that impressive. But what they did against Oklahoma. Is this like a play for UCF here? Well. Is it? A little bit. A little Is bit. it? And they even were, 2011 TCU. Yep. They in the were, Rose Bowl. Boise State was like the front runner for like, hey, the small team gives mm-hmm. a chance. Yeah. And I think that year they could have beaten anybody. Uh, CD, who do you have number five? For me, it's the 4 USC Trojans who went undefeated. You, this, I think, this that year, uh, even though Reggie Bush had a like explosive year the next year, which is like him in true form. This is when Lindell White and Reggie Bush were like their apex. Yeah. Because you had Lindell White over a thousand, you had Reggie almost over a thousand. That yeah. was the year Matt Liner won the Heisman. Yeah. yeah. Like everything was just clicking for this team. You had the Virginia Tech win, which was pretty. Signature. I'm gonna ask you to stop because I also have them on my <laughs> list. So we're gonna we're gonna get to them so we can expand right. we can expand when we get to them. Uh, who's your number four then, CD? Um, my number four is going to be Texas. 2005 uh, Texas. Okay. Yeah, 13 and 0. Um, you had the 73 to win, 70 to 3 win on the Rose Bowl, which was uh, my bad, my bad. I'm looking wrong. You had a 73 win over Colorado. Yeah. The Rose Bowl game was like one of the best games I ever watched. That year, I didn't watch a lot of games, so like yeah, the, like like me and Chris have been saying, that's probably one of the top three. Right, so you like you watch like the primetime like major games, and I was watching that game, and I was like, I think right after that game, I tried to play some NCAA because it was just so like electric, just seeing them, and you see like you know Vince Young and the you know in the orange coming down, scoring you know the touchdowns, running mm-hmm. the touchdowns, and coming off the left sideline. Like I was just like, yo, this is pretty pretty lit. So definitely that team for four. All right, uh, my number four is 20 th- 2011 Alabama. Um, my thing with them, it's possibly the most dominant defense in college football history. They gave up eight points per game. They gave up a total of 106 points throughout the season. Um, they had a positive 347-point differential. Jeez. Um, and possibly the most loaded defense of all time. There were seven future first-round picks on that defense, on that roster, just on defense. Then they also had Trent Richardson and um, Eddie Lacy running the football. AJ McCarron was kind of hitting his stride around then. Uh, so I have 2011 Alabama number four. Chris, what about you? Uh, number four, I've got 2013 FSU. Um, average, yeah, I know soccer, right? Average 51.6 points per game. Uh, James was a freshman there. They had 23 players drafted from that team. You knew Which that team? you knew that team was going to be special once that first game against, against Pitt, Pitt on yeah. Labor Day. And I James, it. it took like Jameis three and a half quarters to throw an incomplete pass. Yeah, no, it was. Incredible. I remember when we I first saw Jameis, and I was like, "Oh snap, this kid's like ripping it right now." Yo, he got fat since then, dude. He's gotten he's gotten a little bigger. Uh, <laughs> they scored eighty points against Probably. Idaho that year. Now I get it's Idaho, but eighty. Idaho's not in the they in the. 80. In, that, in Division team, one that, team was the, the, that team was one of the swaggiest teams I've seen since yeah, like Fat Five. Like just overall, like just soft. Jalen, Telvin, yeah, like Rashad Green. A lot of just like swagger, you know what I'm saying? Like so For them to come back in, the na- in that national championship game and the, the way they did it, um, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely cried for It was that. a long time. Like a, a repeating thing here about me crying for football games. It was like, a long was, time coming, though, you know what I mean? Like, FSU was waiting. Yeah, they were waiting. They had to get through the EJ manual. Like, yeah, like, we were always kind of, like, really good, <laughs> but EJ would never lead us past, like, because EJ was good. He just wasn't good at big games when it mattered, you know? Yes, no, He's kind I'm, of the Taj I'm boy to Florida State. Very aware of the <laughs> struggles that we had to go through leading up to that. But, yeah, no, they were an extremely dominant team. Got uh, them at number four. All right, number three for you. Uh, number three is going to be 04 USC. 
Uh, they went undefeated 13-0 and that year. Uh, BCS champions by 36 points. So CD kind of touched on them already. Yep. Uh, I also have them on my list, so we're just going to skip ahead yep. to me for three. I have uh, 2008 UF, okay. which I think might be the most balanced team I've ever seen. Uh, one of the best offenses in the country, obviously, with Tim Tebow, but also a very good defense led by Brandon Spikes. Um, they finished the season with a positive 430-point differential. Uh, they beat four top 10 teams that season Damn. and six total teams in the top 25 all in one year. Um, so, And that was the last year uh, that Florida kind of ran the SEC before Alabama took over. So, uh, yeah, I got 2008 Florida, number three. So um, for my number three, I have 2009 Alabama. They also went undefeated that year. And um, they beat. In, for the SEC title game, they beat Tebow in his senior season. Right. You had Marcel De- Darius on that that, def- that dominating defense along with Rolando McClain. You had Trent Richardson and Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, the Heisman that year. Both of those running backs went for over 24. Was Greg McElroy year. the quarterback then, or was it A.J. McCarron? I think it was it's, McElroy. It was McElroy. It was, mm, it was McElroy. Oh, nice. It was, it was McElroy. McElroy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's definitely Alabama. Um, this is one of my favorite Alabama teams because I really didn't – I'm not like a big Alabama fan, and you know that whole Alabama. Nor should you be. No, I shouldn't be at all. <laughs> but Mark Ingram was one of the people that like caught my eye that year. Yeah. Um, and he was again another one crazy that he was the first defense. Alabama Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So who do you have number two, CD? Two is actually a shocker, and the only reason it's two right now is because I learned a lot, you know, just through watching. It's the current, um, the current head coach for UCF, um, Josh Heupel's. 2000 Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. Um, when you go look and just look back at what he was actually did, really fucking good. No, dude. he was. They're yeah. freaking filthy. And they, you had Kansas State. They beat like four different um, top three ranked opponents that year. Um, you had number one Nebraska, number two Kansas State, number three FSU. They beat. Yep. Um, and that was the year they won the national. The, yeah, uh, the and title. Roy Williams on they defense beat State. too that year. Um, so that team. Obviously, I think just what they did and their body of work, um, scraping the top teams to get to the top, to be the top team, yeah, um, it has me at number two. All right, um, the team that I have number two, I'm going to assume you guys both have at number one. Um, I have 2001 Miami number two. I hate you. Uh, they had a plus 395 point differential. Probably the most stacked team in terms of NFL talent on a single college football team. Willis McGahee, Ken Dorsey, Frank Gore, Andre Johnson, yeah, Clinton got, Portis, Antrell Roll, Jeremy Shockey, Sean Taylor, Jonathan Vilma, Vince Wilford. Three of those were running backs. Yeah, exactly. Three. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, I you guys are going to talk about them probably next. So I'm, I'm just going to go go to you for your number two, Chris. My number two was 05 Texas. Uh, CD touched on that as well, but I mean that's seventy point champ- Big Twelve championship game, and Vince Young was absolutely unstoppable. So yeah, like I said, they destroyed everyone in their conference that year. Yep. Uh, so I have a different. Uh, you guys both have a one Miami at number one. I do. Okay, so my number one team, I actually have two thousand four USC. Um, and this is why, uh, wire to wire, the last, the one and only team to ever go from number one in the preseason to being ranked number one every week of the regular season and also win the national championship. They had a positive 327-point differential. They won the national championship game in a, an absolute blowout. Um, Reggie, they had Reggie and Leinert. Um, and this 2004 season was kind of like, so for, for me, I took it kind of as a, and I know I shouldn't have, but as a body of work thing. Mm-hmm. Matt Leinert won the Heisman in 04. Bush won it in 05. 
and 04 was basically the sandwich. They went basically three full seasons without a loss from 2000 from mid 2003 through 2005 um not losing again obviously until that national championship game against texas so um just like top to bottom yeah one of the most dominant teams in college football history yep so uh you guys tell me about 2001 miami though I you who did you say was the most dominant decent defense that you had seen? You, I think you're oh, 2000, uh, 2011 Alabama. Okay, Miami's yes, defense for sure. was yeah, just yeah, fucking was, nasty. Uh, they were disgusting. And this is the first year Randy Shannon as defensive coordinator yep. and Larry Coker as head coach. They beat teams by a margin like ranked teams, yeah. 124 to seven, which is the largest. They allowed like, ever. 13 touchdowns all year. They, they their defense scored nine, 11. They gave up nine a game while they averaged 43 a game. Like just freaking like. They were just Upseen. stupid. They punched you in your mouth and stood over you. They were stupid. They were stupid. And you just for like produced like all those pros. You had four their four running backs were all pros. Yes. You know, their fourth running back was Najee Davenport, who was like more talented than I think like he was giving you know, when he got the pros, another one didn't pan out. But he had all that talent. You had Jeremy Shockey, you had yep. Andre Johnson on yep. the outside. Like Ken Dorsey was like in like the Malibu of like offenses <laughs> for college. Like and then he has that defense standing behind him. And I'm just like, how? Like, yeah, it was literally like Ken Dorsey, don't fuck anything up. Literally. <laughs> and then he won the Heisman. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, come on. That that team is just freaking disgusting. Like, That's, It was tough. I mean, there's a lot of Miami and Florida teams on here that I – But, I mean, that should tell you, like, how good they are. Yeah, for sure. For me to hate them sure. that much, like – it's undeniable how good they were. And really, like, there's just so many dominant teams over the last 20 years that it's it, it's fun to go back and just kind of remember it all. Yep. Um, definitely has me hyped for college football season, which I think we're only, what, three weeks three away? Three weeks, yeah. So um, that'll be exciting. We got a lot more college football stuff coming up, obviously. Um, anything else you guys want to plug before we end the show today? Animaniacs this week at some point? Maybe next week? Maybe next week. Maybe yeah. next week. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any life looked, updates? Uh, Chris, how's the job going? Uh, it's going good. Yeah, no. Um, nothing really new on that front. So Fortnite, cool. Fortnite, of course, tonight. Fortnite, of course. Okay. And then we got football tomorrow. So Yeah. Uh, do you want to come week. over to, for the Jags game? Uh, the Bucks are on. So What time is the – I think we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it after we get off the podcast. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all for I mean, listening. Lose, As always, yeah. please, seriously, if you listen to this every week and you haven't already, please, for the love of God, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Um, we're trying – when you search three peat podcast on iTunes, we're the fifth podcast that comes up, yeah, which is absolute bullshit because – our fucking name is Three Pete. I, I was about to say I don't even think their names are Three. No, Pete, they, like. they just have like an episode at some point that was like Three Pete something. Come on, you guys. So please, like, leave us a rating and a review. Um, we're now on Spotify, of course. I gotta get the Spotify link so I can start sharing that out. Um, but we need to, uh, you know, get start on those clouding. charts. So yeah. make sure you're sharing us if you like us. If not, you know, shut the fuck up. We don't care. Uh, that's it. That's harsh. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Your mom's a hoe. All right, that's it. Shout out to everybody. Love you guys.
five-hour tea with caffeine from green tea leaves. It's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors. With zero sugar and four calories, it fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go, to the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. Five-hour tea, caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural sight from the makers of five-hour energy. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com. Napa know-how. This month, at your local Napa Auto Care Center, when you get a premium oil change with a cabin air filter, you also get a $15 mail-in rebate, which means the pros do the job and you get paid. Wait, what? Get your premium oil change and a cabin air filter and save 15 bucks at Napa Auto Care. Quality parts installed by the pros. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Care Centers. Offer ends 4 30 19 